This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't say, I don't dance, I don't do those anymore. Anything I don't show, you won't try here anymore. Bradley, 33, wakes up on the floor of Michael's apartment. Michael, 35, is awoken by Bradley's presence and is startled to find him there, as he fell asleep alone the night before. Whoa. Uh, what are you doing here? I used your spare key to come in last night. Um, my apartment has a bee problem. What? I keep getting stung by bees. Okay, I've never heard of anyone getting stung by bees in the city. Did you leave food out in the kitchen or something? You've seen my kitchen. It's so small, I don't even go grocery shopping anymore. No, I have no idea what's attracting the bees, and last night, I just had enough of all the buzzing and the singing, so I don't. I just came over here. All right, well, you can't come over here like this, man. Get your landlord to fix the problem. Dude, I cannot do that. The management company doesn't know that I'm subletting the place, and the girl that I sublet from wants me to keep a low profile. If, if you're really not going to let me stay here again, I'll, I'll bug bomb it tonight. You're going to bug bomb? No, wait. You said you were on a date last night. Why didn't you just ask her to stay over at her place? A problem in your apartment? That's a good excuse to get her to let you come over to her place, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess, but I'm having a terrible string of bad luck right now with, with girls and, and with bees. The girl I was supposed to see last night was a disaster. I've, I've told you about her, right? No. Oh, there's a whole backstory. All right. Four fucking months ago, I'm all set to go out with her, and she postpones on me twice and then stops responding to my text messages. So I send her the ghost emoji. See, I need to start doing that. I usually just give up. You definitely need to start doing this. It has a really high success rate. Anyway, she replies to that with an apology. She says she just got out of a relationship and she thought she was ready to go on a date again, but it turns out she wasn't. And at the time, like, I, I wasn't sure if that was true, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt and I told her that she should just have been honest from the beginning. And then, like, fuck it, no hard feelings. Eh, look at you taking the high road there. It's very unlike you. Shut up. So two weeks ago, I'm out drinking with some food blog people and I get a message from the same girl asking if I'm still interested in getting together. I don't know about you, but that's never happened to me before. A girl who blew me off now coming around so much later. So I'm like kind of hesitant. I, I kind of don't believe it. But she's really insistent. And she even texts me a couple of times after we've made plans asking if I'm going to blow her off. So obviously she felt really bad about blowing me off in the first place. And then we went out and we had a good time. Oh, I didn't realize last night was a second date. Yeah. So anyway, after the first date, I tell her that I had fun and I want to see her again. And she says she has fun, but she did not return the wanting to see each other again sentiment. I don't know. I think it's a bad sign. And I try to set up a second date, but she says she wants to let me know at the end of the week. End of the week comes, and she texts me about some mundane stuff in her life, like how long her commute is, and her brother got a new job, and blah, blah, who gives a shit. But she does not address that she was supposed to get back to me about a second date. So I ask her if she can meet that Tuesday, and she says she'll let me know for sure Tuesday morning. I don't like any of this, but yesterday morning being Tuesday, I suggest a place to meet, and she says she swamped. Can we reschedule? I say, sure, what day works for you? And again, she says, can I let you know at the end of the week? See, I'm bored and exhausted just listening to this. I can't even imagine dating this girl. Well, all I can do is imagine, because when I call her out for being invasive, she says she's holding back and she doesn't know why. And now I'm pissed, because it's not like I begged her to see me after the first time she blew me off. She waited four fucking months and then reached out to me and was really aggressive about meeting. And then when we met, she said she thought I was a good person to go out with because she'd already built up this rapport with me. So now I'm realizing that that was pretty selfish and thoughtless. I'm a person, not a fucking experiment. 
Anyway, I said all of that to her, and then she fucking apologized, so I couldn't even really be pissed off about it. And then I got stung by another bee. Man, I'm sorry to hear about all that. But listen, man, you can't stay with me. This apartment is too small for two people with penises to cohabitate it at the same time. Fuck, man. You don't have any other ladies in the pipeline? Uh, my cousin just told me about this girl who has a food blog, and he told her I'd call her. But when he told me about her, I thought she lived here. Though it turns out her blog is called Nashville, and she lives in Nashville and was just visiting. He said she visits a lot, but I don't know. That's far away. Maybe you can stay in her hotel room when she's here. I bet you that's be free I looked at her photos, and I wasn't really blown away. Let me see her. Bradley pulls up Nashville.com on his mobile phone and navigates to the About page. He hands the phone to Michael. Michael navigates through the website. Eh, she's pretty cute, man. Did you watch any of these videos she posted? I did not. Look at this one. Shit. How does this happen? Look at her photos. She's really plain. But something about the way she moves and talks? Fuck it, I'll text her. Okay, it's my turn. I have a question for you. How racist does a girl have to be before you stop seeing her? That's a pretty broad question. Racist against who? Black people. Okay, I still need more information. Say more things. We can agree that nobody is 0% racist, right? And then you have, like, the most racist people of all time, like Hitler in the glory years. You went out with a Nazi? No, 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 I'm just setting boundaries here. It's a really weird way to set boundaries. Okay, so I met her through this app, and we've gone out a few times, and she's actually pretty great. She's in grad school at NYU, and she's busy with finals and not sure when we can hang out again. So I offer to make her dinner if she just comes over to my place to study. She says that she doesn't want to because she just moved to New York and has never been to the Upper West Side. And her roommate tells her not to go above 86th Street because it's too dangerous. Gross. Dumb and gross. I know, right? But I don't blame her for having shitty roommates that give her bad advice. So I spent all day convincing her that that's just ridiculous. I send her these articles about how the neighborhood is ranked one of the best in the city and the crime rates are super low. Finally, she agrees to come over. She walks in and says she was shocked at how nice our hood was, and she felt completely safe. Then she says, there's way more white people than I thought. My roommate told me that all of them would magically disappear after 86th Street. Uh, Too racist, right? Well, on the one hand, if you stay on the train after 96th Street, that's when all the white people disappear. But she's clearly afraid of black people. And to me, it's less attractive that she's so full of fear. Like, imagine what'll happen if you want to take her for pizza in bed Or any restaurant in Harlem. It'll be a whole federal case to convince her to go. Fuck, you're right. Why did you even bother asking me that? It had to be clear to you that she was a buzzkill. I know, she's just... She's really cute. I was just giving her the benefit of the doubt because she was living in Japan for a really long time and maybe it was just a cultural thing. Pause. She's not white? No, 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 she's Asian. Every other thing that comes out of her mouth has been really kind and caring and just the opposite of racist. So you're really just looking for permission to see this girl again, because now that it's a cross-racial racism situation, I don't even know where I stand on it. I'm probably not allowed to have an opinion here. Ah, damn it. It's later than I thought. Okay, you need to get out of here because I have a brunch date planned with her, and if I'm not canceling it, I need to get ready. All right, fine. I gotta go get bug bombs anyway. You want to grab dinner tonight? Sure. Ramen? Ramen. Michael embarks on his early afternoon date with Ray. Ray, 27, is a fashionable petite Japanese-American graduate student who split her childhood between New York and Tokyo. Although she feels a kinship to both cultures, she can never identify one that encompasses her true identity. Michael has convinced himself that Ray's racist comments are just a cultural difference and that he will give her another chance. Additionally, Ray is very good-looking and Michael would like to escalate their relationship to a physical level. This place is great! Do you come here a lot? Well, this is the first time I've been here for brunch. I normally come here for an oyster happy hour, and it's really great. 
Ooh, I love oysters. Right? I was looking online at the brunch menu, and they definitely have a southern-style breakfast here. The honey biscuits are going to be a no-brainer for us. Uh, shrimp and grits are supposed to be really good. And then all these people were raving about the chicken and waffles, so we should probably do that, too. Wait, is this like a black southern place? Um, no. No, it's like a all-people southern food place. But I thought fried chicken was a black person thing. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's just a racial stereotype. Uh, lots of people actually eat fried chicken. Koreans eat fried chicken, for example. Oh, believe me. I don't like Koreans either. <laughs> <laughs> um, either? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so how have your finals been going? It's okay, although I think my brain is broken. I was working in Tokyo the last five years before deciding going back to school. Taking that time away from studying and tests really makes your brain tingle to mush. Yeah, I can see that. I finished grad school a long time ago, like 10 years ago. I can't imagine going back to school now. Oh, you know what? You never told me what you were doing in Tokyo the last time you were there. Oh, I was doing PR for a fashion designer. It was really great, but it started to feel all very shallow after a while. I wanted to do something more for the world, so I moved back to New York to study nonprofit work. Oh, that's really great. Ideally, though, what type of nonprofit work would you do? I'm not sure yet. In an ideal world, I would start a nonprofit that would accept donated clothes and then get in the hands of the less fortunate. Like, um, if a person in a homeless shelter wanted to apply for a job, no one she's getting hired because of her appearance. What if there was a nonprofit group that would drive free, slightly out of fashion clothes to the shelter and allow these women to get a new outfit? It will also do free haircuts and whatever else these people need to get back to their feet and working. See, that's incredible. That's really great. Yeah, I'm not sure if they exist in New York. If not, I intend to start it. Both clothing drives and haircuts for the homeless already exist, and Michael knows this. See, that's really inspiring. Oh, did you decide what you want to eat? Lamar, 24, approaches Michael and Ray's table to take their order. He's a tall, slender man originally from Louisville, Kentucky. He has worked in this restaurant since following his girlfriend to New York five months ago as she pursues a career in finance. Lamar has absolutely no idea what he wants to do long term but knows he enjoys comic books and collecting unique eyeglass frames. How y'all doing? My name is Lamar. Have you decided what you might like? You go first. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to share an order of the honey biscuits to start. Okay, would you like that to come out first? Uh, yeah, sure, that'd be great. And then I would also like to get an order of the chicken and waffles. Oh, that's an excellent choice. And for you, miss? Do the shrimp and grits come with anything? Sure, they come with a side. You can either have fried okra, sweet pea casserole, or uh, collard greens. Collard greens? See, I told you this was a black restaurant. You said it was just a normal southern restaurant, but I knew it was black. Lamar slowly shifts his gaze toward Michael. Michael averts his eyes. Hey there, Brad. What's up, Mike? So, we do ads now advertisements. I said so last week, and now we're saying so again. Yeah, but now we're doing it together, because that's how we do things now. We're so cute. We're going to tell you a little bit about a podcast called 100 Words or Less. 
It always sounds like you're asking a question when you say that. I know, it's because my voice goes up. You're like a woman. I, I am, but I have a penis, so... 100 Words or Less is a discussion with people in and around the independent music industry with host Ray Harkins. The show gets in deep with creators and people who have been profoundly influenced by independent music and DIY culture. What is DIY culture? I've always thought it was like HGTV. Like, I think it's about retiling your bathroom floor. And then in the music industry, it's about retiling your studio floor? Definitely. You know what? You should listen to 100 Words or less to find out what it means. And when you do that, you can hear upcoming guests like Josh Skogan from 68 Norma Jean and Cameron from Sorority Noise. There are over 250 past episodes for you to dive into. Mike, we should dive into them. I'm ready to dive. Uh, you can visit 100wordspodcast.com or listen to them on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you could listen to them on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Or you can find them also through jabberjawmedia.com. Jabberjaw. Later, Michael meets Bradley at a ramen restaurant on the Upper West Side. The restaurant is very crowded and the tables are very close together. After a 15-minute wait, they are led to a table in the middle of the dining room. Bradley decides to take the seat against the wall, forcing him to squeeze between his table and the table adjacent. While doing so, his posterior knocks over a glass of water on the neighboring table, spilling onto Ashley, 30, who's dining alone. Oh my god, I am so sorry. God damn, when did my ass get so fat? I am so, so sorry. It's okay, it's just water. It's really not a big deal. Please forgive Brad. He just started a burger blog and his body's expanding in ways that are unfamiliar to him. Fuck off, man. Is that true? Do I look bigger? Wow, that went from being about spilling on me to being about your weight issues really quickly. (laughs) Damn it. Did you guys plan this? This is really embarrassing. I'm still the one with a lap full of water. I have no pity for you. (laughs) You're funny. I like you. I'm Mike. This is Brad. Yes. Hi. I'm Brad. I'm so sorry. I'm Ashley. Nice to meet you. Bradley and Michael sit down at their table. Ashley, who's an estate lawyer visiting New York City from her home in Burlington, Vermont, turns her attention back to her meal. Jesus, dude. Am I really getting fatter? Knock it off. You look exactly the same as always. Your body dysmorphia is out of control. Fucking hamburgers. (sighs) Uh, How'd your date go with that racist today? Ashley overhears Bradley and Michael. She smiles and giggles. Michael notices and addresses her. Hey, stop it with a judgy face over there. Yeah, she was way too racist. Uh, what did she do? I took her to the soul food restaurant. The waiter was black and she was making a big deal about how I was eating black food. It all went downhill from there. Uh, Did the waiter care? Probably, but she did it so nonchalantly. It was clear she wasn't personally attacking him, so he didn't freak out or anything. She's just kind of like casually racist. Like it's in her bones. It's just not for me. Is there a lot of that here? I'm from Vermont, but I always heard New York is progressive. Oh, no, no, no. She's a special one. Definitely not representative of the masses. Vermont. Are you here for work? I don't usually see women eating dinner alone here. Dude! No offense. I'm not suggesting you're a loser or anything. That's why I asked if you're here for work. It's fine. I came here for a family friend's wedding. My brother is heading out here later with a friend for drinks, but he told me the ramen was great, so I came early to check it out. Oh good, I thought you were being stood up over there. Really glad that's not the case. I suppose being from Vermont also explains why you're so nice about getting spilled on. Hey, now you can chit-chat with us. Works for me. I just really like ramen and didn't want to wait for my brother to eat dinner. Good, because getting stood up is the worst. It was happening to me a lot not so long ago. I've actually never been stood up. Never? Come on, that can't be true. Well... Never when I was already at the bar or the restaurant or whatever. I've been blown off the day of plenty of times and with some bizarre fucking excuses. Oh, I bet I have you beat. A guy once said to me an hour before our Friday night date that his boss was making him go to a happy hour with a client. 
So that wasn't very believable. But what made it hilarious was that he said in his text, actually, hold on, I think I still have it in my phone. I want to read it so I can do this dork justice. He said, I have to have happy hour with my boss and a client. And then in parentheses, I've never heard of people doing this on a Friday night. Seems really weird. His excuse sounds like such bullshit that he calls it out for sounding like bullshit before I can do it. That's really lame. But I had a girl tell me the morning of our date that her dog chewed through her insulin tube when she was sleeping the night before and that she was in a hospital. So, okay, granted, this could be true. But it also seems like if you're a diabetic and you use an insulin pump, you'd know not to let your dog sleep in bed with you. Constant, everyday, life-threatening situation? Too elaborate? I don't buy it. Did you call her out? Fuck no. Last thing I needed was for her to be telling the truth and take a screenshot of the insensitive asshole's text message and post that to some dating blog from a hospital bed. I wanted to, though. It still really bothers me. Hey, a girl once blew me off because she found out she had herpes that morning. Yeah, but that was true. (laughs) Oh, I also had a date planned with a guy, and the day of, he told me that he had booked a last-minute trip out west and that we'd go out when he came back. But three weeks later, when I hadn't heard from him, I texted him just to see what was up. Did you use the ghost emoji? What? I use the ghost emoji all the time when someone's ghosting me. It works 100% of the time. What does it works mean? They reply. That's awesome. I'll have to remember that the next time. I wasn't that clever, but he did get back to me. He said he never contacted me because he got laid off the day he returned from his trip. Did you ever find out if he was telling the truth? So the only reason this story is relevant is because a couple of weeks later, he popped up in an Instagram photo that a friend of mine from college posted. I asked a mutual friend about it, and it turns out he'd been dating her the whole time. Never took a trip out west, never got laid off. Just didn't have the balls to tell me he was seeing someone and couldn't go out with me. He hadn't even met me yet. He was just a giant wuss. Uh, that's not honest, but on the bright side, at least he didn't try to sleep with you while he was dating your friend. That's a pretty dim bright side. Ashley's brother and his friend walk into the restaurant and wave at Ashley. Oh, my brother's here. I'm gonna go hang with him and his friends at the bar. It was really nice meeting you guys. Splash down aside. I'm going to give you my card. Shoot me an email and I'll let you know next time I'm in town and maybe we can do this all again, but like more dry. Definitely email me your burger blog. Ashley hands Bradley and Michael her card, then joins her brother and his friend at the bar. Your chubby butt needs to spill some water on girls more often. Yeah, damn. She was really cute. It's too bad she's not from here, though. I would have asked her to sign me out of the dentist next month. But you should have been working that a little bit harder, man. She's on vacation. She might be up for some fun with a local tonight. Well, she wanted us to email her, so I'll email her when we leave and ask her to meet up. But what exactly did your racist girl say to the waiter that was so offensive? She just made a stink about how the fried chicken and collard greens are black people food. Uh, not really racist. More like she said the wrong words too loud at the wrong time. Not so much wrong-minded, but like inappropriate in the moment. For real, I'm kind of more offended by her lack of exposure to southern food. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't like a Klansman or anything. Clans person. But I was embarrassed, and I'm not dying to risk being at a restaurant with her again. I mean, you could bring her here. What's the worst you could say about these people? What do you mean, these people? Tuo Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by GoGo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Tool to Date. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at tooltodate.com. Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. 
For more info, visit tooltodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our places anymore. Cause you're right, and I was too. We won't try you This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.